What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Winging It podcast, the first one of 2021. Andre, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, especially knowing that there's going to be a device out that can keep your chicken warm and play your games. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Yep. Yep, yep. KFC. Boy, gotta love them. All right. So, uh, looks like, hey, uh, Shadow, you in? Yeah, what's going on, guys? What is up? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm pretty good, pretty good hanging in there. That's good. So, today's podcast, seeing as how we are the first one, this is the first one of 2021, uh, we're just going to do a year in review. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the pandemic. I mean, um... (laughs) (laughs) The good, the bad, and the virus? Yeah. (laughs) So we're gonna start this off on a positive note, and sorry, <laughs> we're gonna start this off on a positive note, and then get progressively worse. <laughs> Please stay like and enjoy. <laughs> All right, so uh, 2020 had a lot of interesting games in it. Um, it started off kind of strong, then it got pretty weird, then we kind of ended kind of strong, in my opinion. Just to be honest. Um, now, that's not to say that, you know, there were certain things that, um, you know, didn't, that had to get pushed back into this year and next year. Uh, for that matter, 2021 and 2022, we had a couple of uh, console releases. If you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, we had a couple of controversies, which we will be getting into. Actually, a few of them, actually. Um, yeah, revolving around three big games. Um, we had a couple games get ignored that shouldn't have got ignored. Goes to Tsushima, and from there we're just gonna, you know, give our thoughts in review. So let's start this off positively. So, what was your favorite games of 2020? I only have a few, but I'm just gonna talk about, you know, one indie and one mainline. So you guys can do however you wish to do. But I'm going to start this off. My favorite indie game of 2020, hands down, Hades. Super Giant Games. They, I can they see did that. it. They, I can see that. They, they did, that game should have won game of the year. I've got to play that game. Yeah. But, and not for the obvious reason that they have a black Athena and a black Ares, but mm. <laughs> because that, that's actually, just, it's actually a fun that's story. Just, uh, that's a lot more historically accurate than people want to admit. Man, don't say that. Cause now, now see, now you just brought the racists in here. <laughs> that happened not even to come the here. Spanish Inquisition, you know, I there, mean, there was, there was no racism. And now everybody going to tell us how, how factually that is not accurate. There are no people just, it's a video game. Just play it. So, <laughs> how dare Morgan Freeman be in Robin Hood? <laughs> I had to take a in that statement, but <laughs> read a book. That's all I can say. Just read a book. But that being said, Hannibal of Carthage. And um, <laughs> that being said, you know, uh, I enjoyed that game. I thought that game. I, I still play it. Get a couple rounds in every now and then. Um. It is a very fun game. Now I know it's it's a roguelite, and most people, even I, I don't really care for them. But Super Giant Games, I am a fan of, and I think they did an amazing job with that game. Now the second one on my list, and I gotta give me a second, let me find it. Um, now 
normally I wouldn't, you know, go there with uh, this particular game, but y'all already know me. I don't know why would you expect any other game to not be my favorite of this year, and that's how we're always Age of Calamity. I mean, <laughs> Zelda fan, Zelda and Metroid fanboy. Um, I already knew that was going to happen. Yeah. If a Metroid game would have came out, it would have been a Metroid game. So just oh, like, yeah, it definitely would have been. Yeah, for me anyway. But um, yeah, Age of Calamity, that was a fun game. And I got to do a spoiler field review. I may have to call in um, Rob Rule to review for that one. Um, just because there's some stuff that people want to talk about, but they can't because people haven't finished the game yet. And I, I think it's hilariously funny. But yeah, uh, Nintendo, y'all pulled a fast one. I got to give y'all, I got to give y'all an... Uh, Koei Tecmo credit. Y'all, y'all pulled a fast one on me. Y'all yeah, did. Uh, the revisionist. The revisionism. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, because you know what I really want to... <laughs> but... <laughs> I that. So, uh, that was, those are my th- those are my two favorite games of uh, 2020 that came out. So, uh, Andre, what about you, man? Well, I, all of mine are indies. As yeah, that's odd as it seems. Because none of the mainstream stuff that I really played outside of uh, Squadrons really kicked, really uh, took me. And Squadrons is just my idea of how a Star Fox game should have been made. So, Shots yeah, fired. that's all that. <laughs> that's the truth. If anybody truth. listen to that video. But um, the favorites for me were, oddly enough, because I also talked to the developer. <laughs> um, one Step from Eden, because Thomas Moon Kang made that, and it was it's a really good game. That's the one that uh, follows in the steps of Mega Man Battle Network. Then there was uh, also Alpha Version Zero, which is another Mega Man-style game. I, I guess I have a pattern here. And that, <laughs> that that was like a spiritual follow-up to like the Mega Man X series. And then the last one was Odd, and I only played it at the end of the year recently and it's a beat 'em up slash RPG called Treachery and Beatdown City. Mm. And I never thought that combination would work until I played that game. That is a nineties title if I ever heard one. <laughs> oh it's it straight up is the the dialogue, the characters, the way they behave in this game. It's all like late eighties, early nineties. But the way the game plays, I would have never expected a RPG setup to work with a beat 'em up. And oh, okay. they figured out how to make it happen. And I commend the team that put it together because I would never have thought that. Actually, what's the name of the team? Uh, it's New Challenger and I don't know how to pronounce that. Huracan works. I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that game came out in March. Oh, OK. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Shadow you up. Uh, so off the top of my head, uh, my two favorites um, are going to be Switch games, and the close third, um, even though I haven't played a lot of it, is going to be Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that game is just very well made. Um, the environment is very well made, and the the combat is what I expected of of that team because they've. That's all they've they've done is show how to do um, how to improve upon open world combat. So um, with you being able to pick your own styles and and things of that nature and the amount of collectibles, it's just it's a very 
very well crafted experience and that's even from i've only played maybe maybe five hours of it so um here of course i will be proud yes but i'm gonna do i'm gonna finish the rest of my full playthrough i may even stream it at some point uh here since i have a little bit more more access to uh play on the PlayStation library a lot more now than than uh, before, since I don't have to fight over who plays NBA 2K where. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, daddywolves.com. But <laughs> so, but uh, now, now I'm able to play this kind of stuff, and, and even on PS5 in 4K up-res or what have you, whatever updates they have for that game, I'll, I'll be probably streaming some, uh, some gameplay of that um, in the future. But that is one of, one of my favorites um, this year. Uh, so the second and first, uh, I, there's a little bit of bias here, but, uh, future connected, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, future connected, uh, not even the, the, the remake itself, just future connected because of it's, it's an expansion of what happens on that story and how well you can play that game and how you max yourself out in that game. And it, Somehow, I don't know how Monolith does it, even with a small team dedicated for just this remake. They have a way of saying, you are severely underleveled. And by the time you're done doing the things you need to do or figuring out how to how to replay the game again, because how this game is played is basically you depend upon no pawn to, to, uh, to enhance your abilities in combat. By the time you figure out how that works, n- nothing's a challenge anymore, with the exception of one one unique monster in that game. And they they the way that they teach you by failing is one of those. Uh, it's almost like Xenoblade has become a ro- its own roguelike. So um, I I'm always addicted to that, and I'm all, I've been I've been biased to that type of gameplay style since this this franchise was was created on Wii. So. I'm all, I'm obviously going to give that one the upper hand, but what actually topped it this year came out of nowhere, and I had an idea that I would like it, but I was so pleasantly surprised, and it technically counts as an indie game, um, and I've talked about this a lot, Streets of Rage 4, I can't put it down, I cannot put it down, it is absolutely addicting, like old school crap, I can't, I can't describe how it feels, I haven't been that addicted to a game and i mean like other than you know doing stuff like hey because it takes a long time to unlock cosmos or whatever that's different this is literally you've played this game you know what's going to happen you've already beat it multiple times and you still want to do it again like repeatedly over and over again each and every interaction with an enemy is downright crack and i've i haven't i haven't played a beat-em-up that plays that well in so long. Um, that is by far my game of the year. Like, I, I don't think anything really, really touches that, it's, especially from a gameplay aspect, which is what we should focus on most of the time anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anything comes close. I've never... See, yeah, I've, I've never been through that in my list too, and I just I realized it before you started talking. I was like, I'll let you finish. Not since Killer Instinct 2 have I been that addicted to a gameplay loop. See, see, see. Here's the problem, man. <laughs> Until you give me skate, 
In Streets of Rage 4 <laughs> version of Shiva, you're not my game of the year, Streets of Lizard Cube. No, nah, I'm playing. Oh, I'm, no. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. They, yeah, gave they, you, gave they gave you almost everything, though. They so you, did. They, we, did. They, they really did. They, they, even though they really should have gave us Streets of, four, Streets of Rage 4 Shiva. Yes. They should have. They should have. And Max. Yeah, and Max. They're both, yeah. in there. They're both in there, so you better not make me pay for it. <laughs> that better be free DLC. You better not make me pay for it. Well, no. It. See, it'd be a different story if they did like a DLC story pack and they added those characters in with it. Yeah. But you better they, not make me pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but if they just throw the characters in, if they're just giving you the characters, yeah, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's just I. Uh, I can't describe it. I, I don't know how else to say it other than I. Yeah, I'm. I'm hooked and I'm addicted. Like I play other games and I play through them and I fight the urge to not play Streets of Rage 4 to finish these games. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm playing all the Final Fantasy collection games right now because it's, it's just awesome to have all these games on one platform finally. Um, so I'm trying to go through those and I fight the urge. Anytime I get to any type of stopping point where it, you know that, hey, well, this is the grind part. This is going to suck. Uh, let me pause and go play something else. That thing is going to be Streets of Rage 4 every single time. Like I can't, I I have problems playing other consoles because of this game. I just happen to get it on Switch. It's on literally everything, including the Mac. But I, whatever console I would have gotten on, that would have gotten the most play this year. Because Streets of Rage 4 is it. And well, I'm mad. It doesn't help that it's a it's one of those games that you can complete in two hours or two. It yeah. doesn't. That that also doesn't help it. Because you're like, okay, I can I can get a quick couple rounds in. Yep. I got an hour. To, I got an hour to burn. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah. it's designed so well for it. And the problem, the only thing I'm thinking that there is one four player online instead mm-hmm. of just two and cross play. Yeah, they got to yeah. be coming. They, they has to be coming because there, there has been rumors that there is a DLC, something DLC happening with that game. They just haven't revealed it yet. Oh, if I they hope do there is. Four player, I don't think that's going to come to Switch since the consoles are all wireless. Um, and, and so the issue with that is you got to deal with people's upstream, and uh, the average person does not know how to set up a wireless survey. The like, majority of these people are playing on on 2.4 gigahertz, and it's going to be slow. It's already bad with two players. So yeah, I mean you have to, and most of these people are in areas where they can't properly set one up anyway. They, now people won't admit it, but they, they're in situations where okay, your bandwidth is only going to allow for like ten things. Period. Anyway. And you catch hell when your mama come over and her tablet is on your wireless. So yeah. you, yeah. Now, it, now what they can do, what they can do though, which is awesome, and I've seen other developers do, um, they can do four player uh, um, land play, co op. Uh, so okay. you, you can do it that way, and you can do that and play against somebody else online or whatever. Like say you have. Uh, two people playing locally and then y'all join again against one other player online for three player or whatever. That's still a thing. Switch can do that. It's versatile to be able to do that kind of stuff. So I think if they, if they think about it the right way, they could do it that way. So then you could still technically have your four player online, three locally, honestly, one online. Honestly, with the switch, they could do eight player local for that game. If they were really going to push it, if they wanted to. Yeah. But they, uh, they, at that point, they're trying to bank on how many people would use it and who would, have their internet set up right to make that. No, work. I just, I'm just talking local for Switch itself. Cause yeah, can, yeah, local. They, yeah, they could probably do that. I mean, All eight um, characters on screen. Smash Brothers has proven that. My Zero Sakurai, you are a genius. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, 
games that lived up to the hype in 2020. Um, one of mine is Streets of Rage 4. That that game completely lived up to the hype. I mean, without it a didn't look like it at first. When I first saw it, I was like, "What are y'all promising?" And I, yeah. uh, and I don't know about this art style. And then and, you, yeah. yeah, and then you played it. It's 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 Wind Waker all over again. And then you played it. The moment the moment you felt it, it was different. When you got to actually play it and get a feel for the game, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, I see how this works." And now you then you just got dragged into it until you just couldn't yeah. you couldn't stop until you actually beat it that first time. The complete opposite of Battletoads. And then oh, you gosh. realize, <laughs> then you realize they made Axel real damn slow, and you got to do this with Blaze until you Axel, get home. Axel's legitimately the worst character in that game. Yeah, hold on. Axel always Streets was running. Streets of Rage Four. Axel is legitimately yeah. the worst character in yeah. that game. I always thought he was. He was never really appealing no, to me. No, when it game. came down, when it came down to the first game, yeah, he was the worst by balance. By but balance, he was yeah. decent. The second game and the third game, he teetered on being the best character. I still think Blaze was better, but yeah. he teetered on being the best character. This game, it's like he was the slowest moving. When you have a man bigger than him that move, walks slower, his attacks <laughs> had the least amount of range. His mm-hmm. combos were the easiest to break. He was super basic. Even though he had the flashiest set of moves, he was super basic. Now, to, to to be completely fair, if you did, I found that if you played with him with other people, he kind of works. But playing single he's player, like, he's, he's like, if it, if we were to say they were singing, Axel's the harmonizer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah versus a, a soloist at all. Yeah, yeah. Now, now another game I think lived up to the hype that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um, basically because I didn't think they were gonna throw it in the Xenoblade Chronicles Two engine. And it worked, and oh, they I, did. Was, I was pleasantly surprised. And I liked the stuff they added to it, like the things with the map. Because if you played that original on the Wii, and even the one yeah. on the 3DS, the it's so much easier to find stuff in that game now than it was originally. Like I probably spent probably about a hundred hours on the Wii just trying to find stuff. We're yeah. not talking about the game. I'm just trying to find it's stuff. Lost. Well, well yeah, some stuff, some of that stuff was limitations too. You talking about eighty-eight yeah. megs and RAM? There, stuff pops up only when you get close to it, so you don't yeah, really. Basically. You have to know the exact location of some stuff, uh, some items, because those that little. Um, basically, it was just a, just a, a sprite at a lot of the times with the stuff that you were collecting. So, um, yeah, having the Xenoblade Chronicles Two engine is it heaps of miles better, better. heaps yeah. heaps of miles better. So yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. Now here's a game that. I love to play, but um, it, it's an indie. But if you did not grow up with Kung Fu Theater, you're probably not going to like it. But I love it, and I play it all the time, and that's Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. So I got to try oh, I got to play that. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. Um, the second one just released on Steam, from what I understand. And I'm like, yeah, I, they got to bring this over once. Because um, it's out on Switch. And PC, so um, I enjoy it. It's a it's a whole hell of a lot of fun, and it's pleasantly surprised me. But then again, I'm from that. I'm from. I remember Kung Fu Theater at twelve o'clock after cartoons went off. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember those movies. So this, and if you if you play the game, you'll recognize some of the characters. A lot of the characters. If you're a fan of Kung Fu Theater, I nerd out on that. Yes. So yeah, you. You, you, How did I miss understand. this game? It came out in 2016. 
it came out on Steam in 2016. I think two came out. Uh, well, the beta went out on two in like 2018 or 2019. I think um, last year it went live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the first one. I want to play the second one. So the first one is on Switch, and I want to say it's like nine ninety nine. It's not that expensive. Um, graphically, it does. It's not. It's not one of those games. It's like graphically beautiful or whatever. But it to me it works because they use the film grain to make it look like the seventies and early eighties. So it works to me. And that soundtrack is bumping. If you like the kung fu theater style music, especially I like Jim what I Kelly's. See. Yeah, especially that Jim Kelly's Harlem uh, soundtrack. I'm just scrolling, and I like what I see already. And then Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang 2 yep. looks like it's it's, it's the it's evolution legit. of that. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it looks legit. So I, I, if you are a fan of that genre, I suggest you guys take a look at it. Also, you can find a Game Blade vid on my gaming YouTube channel. You Black Gaming. <laughs> Shameless plug 2021. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> you can check that out. Um, the other, there was a couple other games that I thought were actually pretty decent. Um, I, I would be remiss if I did not say this. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I thought was okay. I had issues with it. it did it live up to the hype? Yes and no to me. Yes, it did, in the fact that I'm like, okay, they, they brought it back. It looks great. I, I can't complain about that. It didn't to me, and they took the first five hours of the game and bloated it out to 40 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you expect, you don't tell me how many chapters you have, and you think I'm finna, I'm finna just keep spending $60 for five hours and you blow them out? No, I'm not doing that, screen. So, yeah, uh, thank you, but until you lay out what your plan is, I'm probably not jumping back in that, 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 that hole. Because I was expecting... I was thinking just from my thought process, since the first game was what is I think it was three discs. I was thinking yeah. it's gonna be a disc. That's how they were gonna set it up. That's what something that's to how that. they made it sound. Yeah. Something to that effect. But no, this was the first five hours of the original, bloated out to forty. And but while like I said, while it looked good and they did I did a I did like some of the changes with but I didn't like them bringing Sephiroth in off the rip because I was like, uh, no, dude. Like, yeah, I should not be seeing this dude right now. See, like, you don't actually see him until after you leave Midgar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you saw him in the first hour of the game. Like, <laughs> you don't, like, you don't, like, you don't legitimately see him until, I think, the beginning of the second disc. Yeah. But you don't mm -hmm. actually see him until you get out of Midgar and they do the flashbacks. Yeah. So, I mean... Did I like it? Yeah. Did I think it lived up to the hype? I, I have to say, yes, it did in certain areas. Because it, 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 it did. I mean, even though some of that stuff was kind of weird with the whole um, Harry Potter-isms in there. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's cool to relive those moments, though. Yeah. In it, it, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, another one that I think lived up to the hype, like you said, uh, Shadow, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Man, yeah, you game lived up to the biggest, hype. Ooh, that's the biggest snub, like... Oof. man, that was yeah, the game I, that, that probably should have won game. I'm of really, if I'm, you're talking I'm, about NFL Pro Bowl votes, that's the biggest snub. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm really gonna need Jeff Keeley to stop talking after his game awards. Just when people start, just don't say nothing, bro. Just, just don't say deep. nothing. You only <laughs> digging a bigger hole. Yeah, you just digging yourself. You do not know how to handle uh, when people ask you questions about stuff that's, that's that they clearly have. That clearly looks bad, and is and is worthy of being questioned. 
Yes. I'll just leave it at that. I'll just, I'll just, I gotta leave it at that. Um, if he if he just wanted to snub them that bad, he could have threw in Miles Morales to buffer yeah. instead of Something. you know because we knew we knew what we knew what his favorite was gonna be and we knew why yeah. and, and he couldn't he couldn't say Death Stranding anymore so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to go with uh with 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 Naughty Dog so it's just and I would... don't what what kind of weird what kind of weird bias do you have to have when you can clearly see and and I know the goal is you know hey well this team needs to be recognized for all the work that they did and that's not to knock on them we know they worked hard there are many complaints about it online yeah. um, but when you talk about the work of a team where their whole goal from the beginning was to make this game look the way that it was uh, with regards to Last of Us 2 and then you look at Ghost of Tsushima and it's literally like Hey, the last couple of games y'all made were a completely different genre. Here you go. And then they show a trailer, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that the final game looks like that. And then you get the final game, and it's like... And it looks better. Yes. And that's usually only a Nintendo thing. And, (laughs) man, I... And and not not just better in terms of visuals, like, just... The, everything had utility, so I, I don't know how. Plus, there was in, too much controversy Us, around Last of Us Two. There was way too much controversy around yeah. Last of Us Two. Way too much. Half of the team. How can you sit there and say, "Oh, we love the team that worked on this"? I'm like, yeah, half of them ain't even there. What are you talking about? I'm like, so yeah. I, and if and if Naughty Dog didn't fire him, Sony was at some point. Somebody so. did, yeah. So it was just way too much stuff around that, and I just. I, and we've all had our say about the game awards, but I think once again, I think it's completely lazy when you got the same six games in every damn category. Yeah, yeah, extremely That's completely lazy. damn lazy. So I, I kind of knew what it was going to be when the nominees for the best streamers were all people that already had had successful platforms and just magically showed up. Yeah. So I'm I'm just like, wait. So let me get this straight. You already have several million followers, and you create a YouTube channel, and magically you're instant hit. Yeah. Gee, I wonder oh. how. So yeah. it, it's just, and there were so many other, there's so many other popular streamers like that interact with said individuals um, that should have gotten a nod. That literally are streamers only or are only YouTubers only type situation. They don't have a hand in the industry. You know, kind of deal. So, you know, other than them getting sent free games, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's a rarity now. Yeah, it, it was just way, yeah. that whole scenario with that game is kind of gross, and, and not well. That whole game award show is kind of gross, and I, I just when did when did it become okay to say you're a game dev if you're only a writer on the team? Is that a? Never. It's never been okay. Thing? It's never been okay, but I think game developer I mean, means you it depends on write, depends code, on, or design. That it depends on the situation. Like if you're if your writing influences the design of the game, then yeah, but if not, no. Yeah, because usually it's separate. Like, um, for instance, like Halo Five, their writer was not part of because he wrote the actual books that went mm-hmm. along with Guardians, and then he wrote Guardians. <laughs> so yeah. it's. It's one of them situations, and I think the problem that's happening is because we're going toward that—that that, uh, we want to want to be so realistic 
that we're, we're now getting into that space of, okay, we actually hired real novel writers to come in and do, because Gears have them, Halo has them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, smart on Halo, though, because they got they got to keep that continuity, um, even though Bungie left. So. Yeah, in line. Yeah. So the, they, they brought, they, you're starting to see that now, and even the Tom Clancy stuff, half of those Tom Clancy games have been, are books or short stories written by Tom Clancy. The yeah. Division was actually written by Tom Clancy, and I'm sitting there like, I thought that was supposed to have been a movie back in the 90s, and it was. Mm-hmm. So they just moved into a video game. So I mean, it, I think that's where we're going. So when when you say it like that, it kind of because if especially if they're in the process with the dev with the dev team for two three years, telling them, no you can't do this. Okay, you can do this. You know, I, I can see how they can say that, but at, but to me, no, they should be separate. Just because that if you're writing the story and you are right, that's your focus. That's not coding and art and all of that stuff but that's just that's just my way my brain processes it so yeah i can i can even see a project manager um taking credit as a developer because you are directly responsible for overseeing and making sure the flow of the project is 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 well wound like um it could easily fall apart if you've got guys over here working on some stuff that has nothing to do with the end state of the game you know just because they think it's cool um yeah. so well, i can see like i can master second andromeda team <laughs> that's you'll see you'll see some stuff and and they'll get the because nerds are nerds so they'll they're like yeah. hey you know we're supposed to be working on these jumping animations over here and the way the physics work but no we found a way to completely retool havoc and we're going to use that for other but what wait wait yeah, that's scope creep <laughs> like what are we doing so i i, I definitely see the importance of a, of a project manager i, I mean i they're every part of a developer is as individuals writing code but i don't a writer i, uh, I don't know about a writer. I mean, at that point, you could just say a voice actor is too. So, I mean, yeah, especially. No, I, mean, like I would say, I would say, with the the case of voice actors, their roles are more shaped by the game than the game is shaped by their role. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. True. And it would depend on the game too, because yeah. if you're a story writer for a fighting game, uh, nah, you're not a girl. No, no you're but, not. But for something maybe maybe you're like a, a Naughty Dog game, I could see if if the game is. Everything that you write at some point has to be visualized in the game. Yeah, I yes. guess. Yeah. I yeah, because that, that's just the point where we're at now. Yeah, unfortunately. Like plus, like plus, a lot of writers are on development teams. They're not just someone yeah. writing for the team, and they're a separate entity. That's that used to be a thing. It, yeah. it used to be a person that wrote a script and then sent it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's probably where it's more now since the writers are part of the team. They're on the team. Mm-hmm. They would be credited as developers because they're helping with the development process. They're not just somebody just snatching their story and then throwing it into a game. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So let, now, now we're getting into the progressively worse part, portion of the podcast. Uh, um, <laughs> games that didn't live up to the hype. Now I'm going to talk about one that I've played. I can't talk about the games I don't I, I didn't play, but there have been some issues. There was some controversies this year. This past year, y'all know that. But the one I played, Square Enix, to hell with you! <laughs> the Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, man. How you gonna do this? <laughs> I'm so glad. Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo basically were like, we finna make bank at 2019 E3. <laughs> <laughs> because was... What the hell? Really? Square Enix? I, really? Yeah. So really? Ultimate Alliance was supposed to be horrible. because it, it was supposed it, to be it, horrible. It looked worse. 
Ultimate Alliance is actually, I think Ultimate Alliance has sold more than them. Hold on. When did Ultimate Alliance look worse? No, that's what that's what the the consensus was until they saw that freaking that first trailer at the end of (laughs) that that thing in 2019, and then uh, Nintendo moved Ultimate Alliance to the front of the (laughs) treehouse. So apparently, the status quo over into window means that uh, if there are higher res textures on any type of polygonal object, it means that the gameplay is going to be better. That's what we're. Oh, that games look like trash. So you mean it looks like it's not fun, or look? Yeah, 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 you're right. All I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say about Marvel's Avengers is this: you cannot use, you cannot be Destiny in a superhero game. Okay, (laughs) you tried to make a Destiny style game with superheroes, which Destiny is just. You idiots. <laughs> just make it MMO. is just like, bootleg Halo. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is. So my thing is, now don't get me wrong, I like the idea of a Marvel adventure game, but what y'all did wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of has music. I was so glad the X-Men are not involved in this. <laughs> I am so glad the X-Men are not involved that in this. Hurt they, your- they have enough pain as it is. They don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I said, like the X Men in, in Ultimate Alliance, hey, I'm fine with that. But I'm so glad they're not involved in this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah keep them out. Keep but knowing Square Enix, they finna drop an X Men pack. But <laughs> we kind we kind of saw that coming though, because when we saw when we saw the reveal, and I'm like, y'all didn't show any gameplay. Then when they showed the <laughs> gameplay, I'm just like, okay. And then so what are we supposed to do? So so I'm Hulk now. And I'm going through all kind of invisible walls because he's too big for the stage and people are supposed to be fighting me and I'm doing combos. I just broke something, but then it reappeared because y'all didn't write the engine well as far as the physics goes. I And I, I so if you make graphics your focus and then you still have those kind of anomalies and yeah, then the, and it still doesn't look fun. I don't. Yeah, there's just one of those things where, and then beggars are beggars can't be choosers at that point because if if you only have a PlayStation or whatever, then you're gonna you're gonna pick that game because why should you spend three hundred dollars to play you know the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game? Um, but I, I think I think I'm glad that you know certain people understand what things are priority. Um, so like. And you would think, because it's, it's Square Enix and um, I want to say former members of the Crystal Dynamics team, mm-hmm. um, you would think they would they would actually be able to do this. But the problem is we've had Arkham Asylum. We've had good adventure, superhero adventure games. And that Somewhere. Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights looks phenomenal. And they even did a, what was it, an eight-minute deep dive mm-hmm. um, into it. And I'm like, bruh, they just killed you. They just ended you. So you got Marvel Ultimate Alliance that was just went beyond expectations when it wasn't supposed to be quote unquote that good, and then DC drops their uh, their next iteration of what they plan on doing with the Batman family, and you're just sitting there looking at it like, yep, Warner yeah, Bros. partnering, but, yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm sitting there like, man, look. Um, Marvel, uh, y'all need to do something about now. The Spider Man games, awesome, they, they're awesome. But Disney has never really wanted to put money 
in that kind of stuff. I even they took a step back even with with Star Wars. So I, well, Star Wars they kind of that that whole Battlefront EA kind of yeah. I can't I, I can't get mad at Disney for that because of that whole Battlefront 2 fiasco that they had to kind of try to because everybody was looking at them because that's actually, that's the game that came out when they fully owned it. So and all them EA shenanigans. <laughs> the irony is apparent. DC movies, Marvel movies, DC games, games yeah. Marvel games. Yeah. <laughs> So other than Ultimate Alliance, what do you have? Like, yeah, yeah, you you really don't. And I'm, I not, and you know me, I've been, I've been advocating for X Men game because I'm like they should have never stopped after um X Men Legacy, um X Men Legends, in my opinion. I'm wondering what took so long with Spider Man. You had Batman as a, as a, as a, as literally the, yeah, that was a template for you to use, like right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, that game to me did not live up. To the hype now, I can't talk about Cyberpunk because I didn't play it. I can't talk about Last of Us because I didn't play. It. I I refuse to play Last of Us too because I thought it. Last of Us the first one was just okay. But um, I can talk about Marvel Marvel Avengers because that was some bulls. <clears throat> that was some <laughs> that that was that, that was not pleasant. And also, I didn't. It's pleasant like it. if you pay for the extras. Well, here's the here's the other problem too because I I pre-ordered the game so I could get into the beta. I got into the beta. I went out after the beta was over. I thought I was, I canceled my game. Square Enix made it where they had already, um, they had, you had already paid for it, and it didn't show up. And I'm sitting there like, no, I didn't. And I would go back and look, and lo and behold, yes, I did. Now so, uh, Sony makes you jump through hoops to get to get the the get that situation taken care of. So I just mm-hmm. said the hell with it, and just went on and kept it. But I was mad about that as well because if I have to pre-order it just so I can play the beta, but I can't, you can't you know, retro it, it back. Yeah. after you see that you don't. Like that's kind of yeah. well, that's that's extremely anti-consumer because you're literally stealing the bread. Like, yeah. I mean, but yeah, and probably spent, somewhere in the Eula there they covered themselves with their lawyers. Probably they but. probably did. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I just charge it to the game. But yeah. I will say this. Um, yeah, uh, can somebody else get that license, please? Sorry, Square Enix. Yeah. Can somebody else get that license? I want to see somebody else do it. I, I don't want to see y'all do it no more. Or, or at the very least, don't try to actually make an actual adventure game with the, How about with the story. Make the, game, make the game based on what the characters can do instead of yeah. making a game based on what you think is going to be popular. Yeah, yeah. D- don't don't do that. Just just. I don't like like true to the source. Like if you're gonna make a game, like if you're gonna make a game about you know these superheroes, build it around their abilities and how they can use it in their environment. And if you don't have enough time and and talent to do all these individual superheroes, then don't put them in there. Focus on like eight or whatever you need to do, and make eight complete uh, gameplay sections that showcase what they can do and then have one gameplay session that's literally a sandbox where all eight of them can work together. Make that the final level or what have you. Like, I I don't... It's Avengers. You don't have to have all of the Avengers. All you needed was five. Maybe six. You ain't gotta have everybody. Just take the the starting five from the movie. I know people gonna be mad 
But you can always add it in a sequel or with DLC. Yeah. Like just, yep. just make it good first. Yeah, make it good. Don't try to check off tick off check boxes. Make it good. Cause to be honest, to be honest, the best character to me on that game is Captain America. Tony is it, it's hard. It's 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 weird. But he wasn't the focus though. Hulk was the focus, wasn't it? Kind I believe, of. I kind believe of. he was the, he was the focus originally. And Hulk. Hulk is supposed to be this, uh, and I think the other thing that killed it. A lot of people played that Hulk game back on GameCube and Xbox that in uh, Generation Ultimate Six. Destruction. Yeah. Ultimate Destruction. That yeah, game right. was perfection. You play yes. with Hulk in this, you're gonna be like, Yeah. So y'all just muted me, huh? Y'all yeah. pulled a y'all pulled a Samus. You can't use your powers here. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, that's not Hulk. So I mean, it's it's one of those situations. Now they're trying to, you know, they're trying they throwing in Kate Bishop. They they throwing in um they're supposed to be throwing in uh Black Panther. I don't think that's gonna help. <laughs> I really don't think that's gonna help. That's not. Um, so I, it, like the, if they put those characters in there and they don't work well, people are just gonna be mad. Yeah, yeah, they're just gonna be upset. So it's it's not helping the situation in my opinion. So yes, that's my game that did not live up to the hype that I played. Um, do y'all have any? That didn't live up to the hype this year? Yeah, no. 20, for 2020, yeah. I, that I played, no. I'm typically kind of I'm frugal with that kind of stuff because I, I see the writing on the wall and I typically well, don't jump. Like I said, I, I got I got I got I got tricked into this Marvel's Avengers mess. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted now. Got swindled. I, I got swindled. So maybe Last of Us 2? That's the closest, go- but I can't say that's bad. What they aimed to do, they did. They they did do it. Mediocre. Yeah, it's not. Well, if well if if that's because that's what I'm saying. Like for me, that's why I didn't even pick it up because I thought the first one was just. I thought the first one was just okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't just. Oh my god, it's so groundbreaking and touching. I'm like, no, it's the road. And then it wouldn't (laughs) be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be truthful for me to say that either because the main thing I liked about Last of Us was was upgrading and being able to max yourself out, and Mm -hmm. that's still there. So. I, so I, I don't, I don't know if I can really say it's a disappointment though, because for what I was gonna play it for, that's yeah, that's what it was. Okay, that, that's there. So, yeah, if, if that's what it is, that's fine. I mean, it's just one of those situations where I know that I know that Avengers game didn't even come close to it, and I'm just, I'm just. Uh. I I never really <laughs> took their story serious anyway, and then uh, the way that the the last game ended was perfect to me. Um, so them trying to continue it, I knew they were going to force a lot of stuff that didn't need to be there. So I'm like, well, I'm here kind of just to kill these spores so and these you, crazy men. So so uh, you walked into it like that Mad TV uh, skit with the yeah. lower, lowered yeah. expectations. Yep, lowered, lowered expectations. expectations. I'm, I'm here for the gameplay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay, you got one? Nope. You don't everything that I played this year that I seriously got into, I actually liked. Okay, cool. So, well, yeah, last I, year at this point, this is what I want my 2021 to be like because I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I'm gonna be very skeptical if I see a trailer, if I see one thing off in the trailer, nope, not getting it. Nope. Um, I'll just wait, it, especially if it's gonna be $15 by November. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna wait. I mean, that, that's where I'm at game, right game, now. Game came out in September at $60. No, seventy dollars. Yeah, it's going to have no, a, a fifty dollar oh, no. price drop by November. No, 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 no. Y'all, y'all forgetting the the, the biggest one. Immortal Rises of Phoenix came out December third. Was half price Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. 
I'm like Ubisoft. See, this is why people be be saying everybody need to have price drops because Ubisoft, Ubisoft would do that for two weeks, and that's just gonna be right back up. Yep. And everybody think, oh well, you know, why isn't the price drop yet? They think that. Well, they <laughs> that, think they think that uh, them fishing people out for that week means that they can the game is in demand now, so it'll sell at a premium. At, no, it never no. was gonna sell at a well, premium that because that game is. isn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. There's a reason why Nintendo doesn't do it for five years. Hell, yeah. like some games, they still kept that fifty dollars on Wii all the way to the end. So, yeah, I mean, hell, uh, Smash Brothers on on Melee was still going for forty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <"What?"> yep. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, I Nintendo think took off ten dollars, and that's it. <laughs> um, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, I think, was fifty dollars all the way up until twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, it was. And, and that's that's just. God, that is or, a strong or, brand. Or, or if you went to, or if you were at GameStop, it was uh forty-seven ninety-nine. Oh yeah, you know how they. Do. <laughs> That's what they do. That's their, they're the fifty-nine point nine frames per second of, of yeah. gaming prices. Okay, so we got to talk about gaming controversies because they were they were a metric ton of them in twenty twenty. <sighs> um, my personal favorite was Last of Us Two. That's my personal favorite. Um, that was one everybody but, got the popcorn out for. But the one that really got my popcorn got gave me the popcorn moment was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, boy. Because now, now two of the investors are suing the CD Projekt Red. Are, you, don't you we know even, something? How do we? We knew this was coming though. Like I don't. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The game should have not been should have not come to console yet. It should have just came out on PC because they they built it for PC. So you put it out it's on like PC games, and yeah. just be like, "Look, it's out on PC now. We will we are looking into porting it." That's what they should have said from jump. Yes, the PC elitist was gonna brag and boast. Mm-hmm. Fine, who cares? But mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had these problems. The problem is CD Projekt Red is uh, I think they're publicly traded now, so they actually have investors. They have to report to and shareholders they had to report to and they was like y'all putting this out on everything which is why it got delayed the first time because it wasn't running on the ps4 and the um xbox one x it wasn't running properly that that's the problem it was advertised for those platforms yes yeah it was it's the same situation with uh slightly mad studios Yep. Project Cars. The Wii U. It was Project originally cars. Yep. promoted for the Wii U, mm-hmm. and then they just canned it. That's why yep. everybody was mad. Yeah. For these, that's why I couldn't. It was originally promoted for them. Yeah. Now I will say this: once you do have, once you have to worry about shareholders and all that, that's an extra added layer of because they not they don't care. Like those are those are those are bean counters. They don't care. They don't care that it's not working. They don't care. They don't care. The only thing yep. they care about is what my bonus gonna look like. <laughs> yep, ROI. In this investment, mm-hmm. I, I don't give a damn about you. I don't give a damn about crunch. I don't give a damn about your personal life. I don't care if you got a family. What's yep. my? What is my? You know, check gonna look like at the end of the year, and it better look good. So, I guess the interesting thing was uh, some of the some of the damage control they tried to do. They tried yep. to talk about how oh. Well, yeah, these are you know older consoles, and the newer consoles be better, what have you. And then the mm-hmm. same problems are on the newer consoles. Yep. And then you're like, it's clearly optimization for them, and it's clearly development work because you can play uh, Cyberpunk 
in lower settings on PC, and it's mm-hmm. fine. The assets yeah. move the way that they need to, and everything runs as expected. On these, like, the game's broke. Yeah, that's <laughs> why the game's broke. That, that's why they All just the should have said they, like <laughs> this year. What, what should have happened when they uh, before they did that first delay, the first big delay, they should have said, "Look, they, they, that's when they should have came out with the statement and just straight up told people, look." The console versions were just gonna have this should have been transparent. A lot of people get mad at Nintendo for that, but Nintendo came out and straight up said, Look, we had to scrap Metroid Prime 4 and had to yep. give it back to Retro. Y'all gonna be mad, y'all gonna get over it. Here goes some here, here goes some Smash Brothers. Shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> but this is what we're gonna have to do. We ain't really give y'all a trailer. We just gave y'all Adobe Photoshop with some <laughs> with some atmospheric music and y'all got hype. Yep. Ain't nobody tell you look. But we just gave y'all a Photoshop picture and y'all got happy. So don't get mad at us. We tried is... something new. It didn't work. We got it. We're we giving it back to the people we should have gave it to to begin with. That was on us. Mm-hmm. That was on us. Our bad. <laughs> they got it now. Now wait till they get done with it. Yeah, so Retro's like, oh, we already had a script and story ready. All we yeah. need them to say so we they want us to do it. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. So um, that's why I, I've always said I think that Metroid Prime 4 is probably coming this year anyway because they didn't get rid of all the assets. They they said mm-hmm. they're starting from scratch, but I never believed they're starting from no. true scratch. They're, they're rebuilding no. them kind of. So you go yeah. on Photoshop and then you you, you can you can yeah. scale since a lot of this stuff is is because uh, if the story's rast- already done, if yeah. the story's already done, that's half the battle right there. The story's already done. So now and since Retro got. I don't know how many employees. It seems like two million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should be good because they hire people all the time. It, so if their art team was smart and they made all their art with with uh, with vectorized graphics, it's you yeah. go into Photoshop and you just increase the size. Like it shouldn't even be a big deal for anything high resolution at all. I, so I don't think it should be a problem. I, I don't either. That's why I, I think that's one because we're about to go into predictions in a little bit but that's one of the things that's one of the reasons why i brought that up because sometimes it's a bad idea to if, if you already know your game's jacked you just need to go on and just tell people off the rip that's why i said cd project red when they that first one i think was when july was when the first mm-hmm. one they should have said something then it should be like look console players we're gonna have to push this back indefinitely um pc people y'all gonna be ready to go because that's what it was that way they could have still put it out on time. Your shareholders are still happy because people are going to yep. buy the game. The shareholders are still going to be happy. And that gives you enough time to work on stuff you need to work on. And then if you can't get it to work on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, then just be like, look, we the technology on these systems are outdated. We had to move it over here. If you had a pre-order, we are automatically upgrading it to PS5 and Series S and X. I think that was kind of good too with uh, what Bethesda did with uh, with Doom Eternal for Switch. They mm-hmm. just didn't say anything. They're like, "Look, we don't have nothing yet, so we're not saying nothing about it yet. We're, we're not going to sit here and show you these yeah. PC assets, or whatever, and mm-hmm. then say it's coming for Switch." And then they, you know, they're like, "Look, it's not ready, so we're going to delay it for, or it's going to come out at a later time or whatever." And whenever our, our the 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 porthouse is, is ready to share more information. They will. And they made their own tweet and they're like, hey, here it is, ready to go. And people are like, this is amazing. And then, <laughs> like, but the only, the only problem with that was they gave us a week to get ready. Hey, yeah, yep. um, remember when y'all was complaining about Doom Eternal? Yeah, it's going to be out next week. All right, yep. um, anybody want to play Smash? <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Anybody? 
Anybody? We about to have an in office they tournament. Did, did it's like, but we didn't have time enough to bitch that it's not on a cartridge. We didn't have enough time. Look, look, don't, don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. Does anybody want to come on Twitch and jump into the developer smash tournament we got going on right now? <laughs> what? And that's so amazing because that cut that cut a lot of YouTubers off at the knees because yeah. they couldn't really get time to bitch about it not being a cartridge because they were going to be buying it the next week because they got to yeah. like, review it, it or whatever. So it literally, they it literally they came out with that tweet and next Tuesday the game dropped because yep. when the tweet came out, the the trailer came out and it dropped that, that next Tuesday. I think it was December eighth. I think it was. I'm like, yep. what the world? Nobody could say nothing. That's yeah, you how know you they're going to support it, so they're going to continue to yeah. put out patches and stuff to improve performance even more. Even uh, though so I've heard people say that they, they they loving it. Yeah, they loving it on Switch. They they love it now. Same thing can go for Bayonetta three. Um, some of y'all just need to shut the hell up before Kamiya come out, <laughs> come through that computer and slap some of y'all. If he said the game is going smooth, it's going smooth. Okay, it's going oh. smooth. Okay. Let that man work. Let that man wasn't, work. So wasn't let's go the into these situation. Hold on. Wasn't the situation with Bad Nether 3 the same situation with Shimagami Tensei? Yep. They showed a little trailer, mm-hmm. put a name up, didn't hear anything about the game until right before they decided that they wanted to bring it out. Yeah. And then they ended up showing that you had two games coming. Yeah. Because I think with the, with the Shimagami thing, it came out during the sizzle reel for the Switch, which, which came out in January 2017. Yep. And didn't I say nothing else? Till 2019. But see, this is the same thing that happened with Bayonetta 2 on Wii U. It they had that first trailer where you mm-hmm. see the, the the bullets and you see um Balder do his little matrix shit. And that was 40 seconds, that was it. You ain't hear nothing else till the game released in 2014. Because at E3 that year, at E3 that's when they dropped the trailer. And so, somebody put this up, and I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was on Twitter or on YouTube. I think it was actually. I think it was both. Um, Bayonetta 2 is a Christmas game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. she's right. Christmas shopping at the beginning. Rodan mm-hmm. had, the, had the Santa outfit on. It's a Christmas game. That happened during Christmas. Yeah. And that's a... That game is really well made. Very the demo well made. itself is... Uh, Bonkers. Yeah. And then there's so much stuff to do after you beat the game. Yeah. I, I The original Bayonetta... All you could really do was go for better scores, kind of situation. And then there's that one little uh, test your might kind of uh, yeah. level that you can continue fighting endless, endless enemies or whatever. That's on ten in the second game. So, I mean, as long as they do something similar to that in the third game, I'll, I'll be fine more than anything else. So that yeah, it, it scratches my devil may cry itch, and that works for me. Look, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for that side story game for Jean for that period of time where Cereza was knocked out. I, yeah. I'm still waiting on it. What what she did, what went on with her? So I, I smell that um, Bayonetta Warriors game coming up. No, <laughs> uh, I mean she so, was literally in hell during that point. So yeah, interesting. Bayonetta Warriors 2022. Um, <laughs> uh, so predictions for this year. Now this year is going to be a little bit weird because a lot of games did get pushed out of 2020 because of the um the of, of the covid in the streets mm. so we that I, this is my only concern and i don't i hope this doesn't happen because i don't want uh companies to cannibalize themselves because i know that if you listen to to the fan base you're gonna hear a lot of people say we want this right now you ain't got enough money to pay for all these don't games that's no. supposed to drop don't do so it. Please don't cannibalize yourself. So 
if Bayonetta 3 was supposed to come out in 2021 anyway, I would not be mad if it got pushed to 2022 because No More Heroes 3, um, probably Breath of the Wild 2, or Metroid, those three are probably coming this year. And I, I know for a fact No More Heroes 3 was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost hoping that Metroid Prime uh, 4 doesn't come out until next year because yeah. I, I need the time. Like, there's other yeah. games that's going to be coming. So Yeah, so it, so Breath of the Wild, something something Zelda is coming, something Metroid is coming this year because that's both of their anniversaries. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, was, I wasn't I was thinking about Metroid's anniversary. I was thinking more of Zelda's anniversary. Yeah, I both of them this year because I think um, Zelda's anniversary should be, like, in the spring and Metroid should be, like, in the summer. Yeah. I thought Metroid was fall. It's summer or fall. I can't remember which one. Yeah, they were yeah. both 86, so they're both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is so, about that time. It, 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 so I'm thinking th- that's why, because like, I know a lot of people was like, well, Nintendo hasn't really said anything. Well, that's because I really think that they're not really going to be doing the directs like they have not in the like past. I think, I think they're going to be more of like we seen now with just the little like news stories and or game directs. Yeah. You know, or many or directs. straight up game directs because once again this is a whole new leadership. This ain't Iwata yep. and Reggie and all the, this is a completely new team. They may not even like doing that mess. So yeah, we liked it, enjoyed it while it lasted, but you know, nope. sometimes stuff changes. So Shintaro um, wins, bro. <sighs> yeah. Now the other thing too is uh Halo I'm actually looking forward to Halo for the simple fact that um, I, I kind of thought that they weren't going to um, come out last year after. And it wasn't because of the trailer. Because I thought the trailer was fine because they're changing up the art assets. So I thought the trailer yeah. was fine. It's the same thing that happened with Guardians. The multiplayer wasn't working like they wanted to. And I, and I was like, dude, it's not because of the graphics. Oh, it's because of the graphics. And they listened to the fans. That's why they... Um, but no, they didn't. No. Uh-uh. No, no, they didn't. Game I went ready. promise you they didn't. Uh, they, they really do not need to do a Devil's Third and listen to yeah. the fans and redo and I their, don't. And their I graphics. think that was smart once they once they realized that Sony didn't really have anything either. So, yeah. like, it, as much as they were, oh, Xbox has no games. PlayStation didn't have no games. I mean, Y'all are literally leaning on 2K right now. Yeah, because I'm sitting up here like, okay, yeah, Miles Morales is fun, but Miles Morales actually plays on the PS4 Pro. It was a freaking DLC expansion. It wasn't a... That's why it's only 8 to 10 hours. People are like, oh, that's too short. I'm like, it was an expansion. It wasn't a real game. They just broke it off and said, hey, look, play this off as this game. Yep. (laughs) That was was Mark Cerny's experiment, and they're like, make a new game around it because this, this loads fast. Go. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it did, and the game's fun. I'm not gonna lie, the game is the game is actually awesome. I kind of wish they had like a full, fully fleshed out game with him. Um, yeah. but hey, you know what? Hey, um, take your time. They do need to do that. That needs to happen. Take your time because what I want is into the Spider Verse. I want all of them. Because once again, and I have to go back to this because it's hilarious. Ultimate Alliance Three, they actually hint at that <laughs> with. Uh, Miles, Peter, Gwen, they kind of hinted that the whole spider thing. So I would like to, I, I wouldn't mind them doing that if that's what they're planning on doing. Um, for 2021, though, I really, I'm really hoping to see, like, I don't want to see cannibalization because of the simple fact that I know what, what, how that works. You'll have too many games come out and people just, people ain't gonna have the money 
to yeah, just game, buy them. Games then, will fail. Yeah, and then you'll be like, oh, well, the games, um, we, we, we're putting the games out, but we're not making any money. Yeah, because people having to prioritize. I, I think so, that was that was I think that was Nintendo's issue with uh, with eighth generation also because they they couldn't get the they couldn't get the tempo right they would yeah. they overloaded during launch then they had nothing for a lot of 2013 and then at the end of 2013 they had four releases and it's like some guy 2014 give. it was like ten yeah like, so like you can't. You can't do that, and then all of a sudden you go from Wii U has no games, Wii U has too many games. I'm not buying all those at, at fifty dollars a piece. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then, then, uh, then you go on another drought again. Wii U has no games, and I, obviously, me being a smart person, I'm like, well, you know what? I can only buy a couple of these at a time because I, I don't even have the time to play them if I had all the money. So yeah. I, you know, I'm like, That's well, I buy, I buy this first party game, this party game. I'm still buying Wii U games. So it's like, you. But not every gamer is like that, and the vocal YouTube consensus is gonna say, "Well, if you're not, if you don't have twelve fucking releases a month, then then you 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 suck or whatever, right?" And, and they, I hate that, and I, I yeah. hate that because we got to be completely honest. A lot of these people that be saying that stuff, they get these games for free. Yep. Some of them get these games for free, so they, them telling you that and they don't oh, even play them all. Yeah. So them telling you that, oh well. They we need this and there ain't nothing to play. Yes, there's a lot to play. The problem is you're listening to somebody who one, they are either a partner or something like that, and they got the game sent to them. When yep. you got Sony, Microsoft, and even Nintendo does this, they send people games. Those people aren't paying for it out of their pocket. Yep. So don't let somebody tell you that you. Oh well, yeah, man, we got we we ain't where was the next game at. Like, oh, I just got <laughs> two. And and let's keep in mind a legit first party effort for both Zelda and Mario launched with the system pretty much. Yeah. And I, I think Mario got the raw deal out of that one too, because a lot of people forgot about Mario Odyssey. And Mario I, I Odyssey is crazy. That game, that game didn't get because Zelda was still like the thing, and then Splatoon after that. So yeah. Like they they had like hit after hit after hit because it was it was Breath of the Wild and I, to be completely honest I didn't think Breath of the Wild was gonna sell like it did yeah, I was pleasantly surprised I was pleasantly surprised because most people they that game would have saved Wii U it would have pushed it at least to twenty million it would I think least, it really yeah. would have pushed it would have pushed the twenty million because you got seven million people sitting out there waiting to play that game yeah. They're literally like, I hate Wii U, Zelda drops. They're like, oh, I got to buy one, though. <laughs> well, and you got some people who probably had sold theirs trying to find one so they can buy it again. Um, For the third time. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop trolling. Oh, me stop. <laughs> what, huh? I said something? Uh, um, uh. <laughs> but no, nah, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think that a lot of games that was probably supposed to come out this year are probably going to get pushed to next year, and I think that's a smart move. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's a smart move. Um, I still think Nintendo's going to be selling like hotcakes because the simple fact that you get to carry that Switch wherever you go. And so, yep. I, I'm going to pose the question real quick now. So, with COVID now, and things as far as projects are going to go are going to get pushed to the right. Does 
the successor to Switch get pushed to 2023, 2024 now? Well, 2023 wow. would have been their five. Would have been their five. No, 2022 would have been five. Yeah, 2023 would be six. Would be six. So it'll probably be the same as the Wii. Um, situation we the Wii U where it was six years just because of COVID. Because remember, they said that they were back on, they were going to do five. Yeah. So that's their typical cycle. So, yeah, that's their typical cycle. So that's why I think, like, um, that's why I think that instead of Metroid being a swan song, um, for the system, I think it's just going to get it's just going to come out either this year or next year. I think they're going to make a decision. I was, I still think because once again, it's still rumored that the HD trilogy is done. Metro Prime trilogy is done. They're just waiting. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are you waiting for? But <laughs> so I'm, they got to put it on the release map. So it's, but, yeah. it can't clash with nothing else. Yeah, they, they're probably waiting to just do one direct out of nowhere and out just of nowhere yeah. at the end of the direct. Like Pikmin Four is still a thing. Yeah, Pikmin Four is still a thing as well. So, um, and I, I understand why Pikmin Three came out. I'm like, dude, 13 million versus 65 million counting. Mm-hmm. You do the math. That why are people complaining about? That's why I was like, and I said this on a previous podcast. I'm like, if you're complaining about a company that had a down previous um, generation system porting a popular game to their new system that is selling out the wazoo, you are a terrible business person, and your business would not last. Sony did it for three console generations, and all three of them were technically successful. The PS3 yeah. ended up selling the least all the way until the end of the generation. They still sold over 80 million, and yeah. they were like PS2 game, port to PS3. Take that same PS2 game that was ported to PS3 and ported to PS4. Hell, here, here's the thing about that Last of Us came out in 2013. They ported that one in 2013 to the yes. PS4. <laughs> and I heard no complaints. Well, hold on. They. Put it out in the PS3, mm-hmm. then put it on PlayStation Now on yep. the PS4, then re-released the remastered version of the game on the PS4. Yep. yep. All in 2013. Yep. But you get mad because they ported Nintendo ported a six-year-old game of a system that only sold 13 million. Nobody told you you had to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. That that's the thing. So personally, I I I hope, and this goes for Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Please space your stuff out. Now, um, Microsoft, I really I'm really gonna need to see what they're gonna do because y- y'all y'all bragged about all them companies y'all bought, and I still don't see Jack. Uh, because they're and, they're developing when and, they when they announced that that was probably just like Smash Brothers. He's gonna work on this game, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa! I wait, what? Y'all didn't see the email yet? Yes, you're gonna, and it's gonna be a launch for the Wii." And he's like, "Oh, wait, what? Okay, so that's they just they probably found out when Microsoft announced it. They're just like, "Hey, we have blah blah blah, blah go." And then the next Monday, they got emails saying, "These are your new directives. Go, yeah. report to this guy. Report to this guy. This is your new project." And but, they've probably been working on it for the past two or three years. But and yeah, but we got to see something um, rare. I, I, that 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 trailer they put out this summer for that game that, that I, has now lost their director and writer. I no longer have faith in that studio anymore. I I really well, don't. Um, of people not, that, not, were, that were that were there when we were playing the yeah. on sixty four and Super NES and GameCube aren't there anymore. No. So 
it hadn't been the same since 2005, what, five, six? Yeah, when the Stampers when left, Stampers left. left. That was it. Because when they left and they pinned that, they did that interview and they was like, we should have never took the money. Yep. I'm like, you damn right you should have never took the damn money. We could have been on Perfect Dark 3 right now. On Switch. Because hey, of y'all. Yep. Yeah. And, and Nintendo was slowly letting them publish their own stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Conker's Bad Fur Day was not a Nintendo game. Rare published that. But it was so freaking awesome. Yes, so, it was great. And it if you think wonderful. Nintendo would not have, we wouldn't be on Conker's Bad Fur Day 4 by now. Because mm-hmm. you can have, you could literally put Conker next to Mario on a box. A and kid would be like, ooh, that's a cute squirrel. And then the parent is like, no, it's not. Oh, hell I'm no. playing that. I'm playing that. You're not playing that. No, you're not playing that. This, this ain't for you. This ain't 12 can imagine, son. Can you imagine Conquer in Smash Brothers? Oh, I oh, could. That'd be nice. Smashing people's faces with a beer mug? I yeah, could. That would be nice. So, I, and, and he could be every type of me character, too. He could be the gunner. He could have the blade because he, he can be like he's in, in Matrix or yep. what have you. Like, man. Another thing, too, and I didn't think about this till I was playing Rare Replay. Conquer is the way you can play the Conquer character, you can make him the Deadpool of gaming. We can much. put him in anything. I mean, he literally is. is. He really is. <laughs> you can make him the Deadpool of gaming. Like, the reason why Deadpool, you can put Deadpool on Sesame Street and it'll work. Yes. Don't ask me yeah. how, but it would. It would. And Ron Reynolds, please don't do that. Don't, don't, scare, don't start these kids. He would. <laughs> he would do it. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> he would happily do it, too. Yeah. But I mean that that's that's the thing. Like, and I don't think anybody at Microsoft thought this through at all. Mm-hmm. That's why they just had them working on Connect and like and avatars. I'm like, are you you do you know what you have? They they own the IPs. It doesn't they even have what they working had. on on any of them. They don't have Rare working on any of those yeah. old, old IPs. They and that's why I'm scared for Perfect Dark. I'm scared because I heard that that interview they did with that. I'm scared for Perfect Dark. I'm so scared for Perfect Dark right now because I'm like, the first thing y'all should have did is just either do a remake of the original, or just scrap it and say this is our this is our stuff. Because the way that um, conversation went, I'm sitting up here like, you finna t- you finna tick off check boxes, ain't you? And so and so <laughs> this loops back, this loops back into that whole thing. American developers don't develop like how Japan does. They mm-hmm. literally start with an, they start with a franchise idea and art assets first, and then they try to make a game out of it. Like Nintendo is literally working with colored blocks, and they're like, "Ooh, game!" And then once they once they're done with designing the rest of the game, they figure out what franchise they that they want that to be. That's that's not how it works here, unfortunately, or in the West in general. Um, and I think that I think that causes a lot of problems because they hear us say, "Hey, we need another Conquer game, or we need another Perfect Dark game." So they literally go and try to make another Perfect Dark game, starting with the art assets and everything, playing around and stuff. And I'm like, just make a really good first-person shooter engine first, mm-hmm. and then if that works well, then you're ready to make a Perfect Dark game. And please I, I don't use don't... the Halo engine. Oh no! <sighs> please, oh, Perfect don't. Dark. Please don't. Please, please don't. God, don't. And and, yeah. and and you know what we're asking for? What we're asking for was the GoldenEye remake engine on Wii. Yep. Done in HD. That's that's what, literally yep. what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. GoldenEye 2009 in HD. Yeah, in HD. Essentially, yeah. So I, I I'm I'm scared for that. And, and to and to your point, 
this whole uh, and I'm gonna end it on this. This whole F Zero thing. Can y'all please stop with this? Y'all know y'all ain't gonna play that game. There, no, there are a few people. There are a few people who would like. I would play it. I'm pretty sure Andre play. It. I'm pretty sure you play oh, it. I'll buy day one. Yeah, but the problem is the the majority of gamers now. They wouldn't be able to hack it. I mean, if you do a contra game, if you do a contra game right now, how many people you think would be able to play that game? To be honest, these these are the same people that say Dark Souls is a hard game. Yeah. Mm. Or my personal favorite. Or or my personal favorite, man. Why is Fast Racing Neo hard? Wait a minute. You have a trouble with Fast Racing Neo, but you begging and cussing out Nintendo for F Zero? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You have it, no freaking idea. If F-Zero I'm Nintendo, is pain. If, if I'm Nintendo, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, y'all want y'all want y'all want F Zero? You really want F Zero? Okay. All right. Hey, open up that GameCube um virtual console. Put F Zero F Zero GX first one out. We're gonna yep. find out. Or, or we're gonna actually, find out. Actually re release the whole thing and unlock the yep. other part on the disc and make it F Zero AX. Yep. And then they oh, oh sh- man, we got thirty plus cars out here. You better keep up. Oh, you're twenty ninth place every race. Oh, so sad. So sad. Insert coin. Yeah. <laughs> that, and, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm like, if you complaining about, and no no disrespect to Shin In, because I think they are, all, if anybody should do it, it should be them. Yes, it should. If we're if we going to be, if we're keeping it a buck, if anybody's going to do uh, F-Zero remake, it should be Shin In. It should not be anybody, should nobody else touch it. Um, but, who did the last one? Who did, uh, so we know Amusement Vision did the GameCube one. Who did was it left field that did the N64 one, or was it NST? I think that was NST. I, yeah. Because I don't know. Um, 64 but, was crazy, too, because that was... Yeah, like, those games are not easy. Those games are not easy, and I keep hearing all On these purpose. people... Yeah, and I keep hearing all these people complaining, talking about Nintendo need to revive this this franchise. Why don't y'all do it? But then in the same breath, y'all was complaining about Fast Racing Neo being too hard. Nah, if you can't play Fast Racing Neo, you you're not playing F Zero. You're not. Go play Wipeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I and I understand what Miyamoto meant when he's like, "Look, man, some of this stuff we just don't have ideas for it. Yeah. We just don't have ideas. Yeah, we got a lot of IPs, but we don't have ideas for it. That's why Kid Icarus pretty much stayed dormant for 25 years. There was no idea for it. So what? I mean, what do you do other than you get some team to re-release it in HD, like? It, yeah. Is that still? Is it going to be worth? Is it going to be worth you spending the money on that project? Because you got to pay somebody to port it, and then is it well, going to make money? Like to me, I think their best bet is because I know they keep metrics on the online stuff. So if you're going to do it, and they like, it's, like I've been saying for, for years, yep. I was like, look, just release the freaking N64 and GameCube freaking virtual consoles. Just do it. I mean, the reason why I'm mad about the NES and the SNES is those are all the games from the mini. Yeah. Those ain't those ain't even the games from the Wii U version. So just release them. You already gave us GameCube controls. If people don't if you don't have a GameCube controller, they can easily go to Walmart, Target, Amazon, and buy a GameCube controller because they have them everywhere. They they keep keep them stocked for Smash. So yeah. you can easily get a GameCube controller. Get release the GameCube. Um, uh, online service. I promise you, your online subscription will go up. <laughs> I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, and, they can they can go back and start uh, remanufacturing um, wave birds again. They can yep. do that. And so now you do that. Now you can keep your metrics. You can see who's asking for what. And if they and if you, if the numbers are up, then I would I would really think about saying, hey, hey, Panda Button, come here for a second. Hey, yep. you think y'all can HD up this uh, F Zero GX? How long do you think it's gonna take? About five yep. months. Can y'all knock that out? <laughs> and then put it on put it on the eShop, like you said. Put it on there for probably about. 1999. 20, 20, yep. I'm being nice. 1999, and see what happens there. Now, if people buy it, then you go and and try to get a, a true next, you know, game done. But if you don't see no sales, yeah, that's the same thing. That's why I don't get mad when Nintendo don't make a Metroid game because half the people complaining don't, don't ever buy it. buy it. So and and buying used doesn't help. So if you can't afford it. Then you shouldn't be complaining. Period. Just being, just keeping it a buck. If you can't afford it, then you shouldn't be complaining because the only thing that counts when they start counting sales is new. That's why a lot of these companies want, want to go fully digital because they know if that if you buy it digital, we that comes to us. That doesn't go Automatic. to GameStop. That doesn't go to Walmart. That doesn't go to Best Buy. That doesn't go to Target or any of these other places that do resales. It comes straight to us, to the developer. So that's what it is. So I, I mean, Metroid I, Prime I, is still the best-selling Metroid game, even with all the damn problems they had. Because I hated all that trekking we had to do, and but, that was on GameCube. Yeah, that was that was. That's GameCube. why I always say corruption is the better one because I got tired of walking all the way all all over the yeah. place. That that got annoying quick, and that's and that's crazy because corruption. We was. It's what Better. third or fourth best-selling That's console third. of all time, yeah. yeah. And it sold less than a GameCube game, yeah. So I we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Like I, I yeah. The That's why I didn't get mad. Vote. That's why I never got mad when they didn't have one for the Wii, for the Wii U. Because I'm like, y'all got mad at freaking um, other M and other M had an amazing gameplay. That's how I knew half of y'all didn't play the game. Y'all were just complaining about the story. So you saw somebody mm-hmm. else play it and you got mad because they're like, well, this ain't what we wanted. Y'all told Nintendo that it should be fully voice acted, yep. even though you don't realize that Samus is normally by herself the entirety of the game, which means she's going to be talking to who? Mm-hmm. Unless they go put somebody in, in the suit, an AI in the suit, which Nintendo was not going to do. They might do it now because of the whole Iron Man thing. They might do it now. Yeah, they're like, why is this chick talking to herself? Like, wait, what? Yeah, like you don't realize she's mostly by herself. These are one-player games. I mean, and then in, in the uh, in the in the remake, uh, the not the remake, but the um, the the collection, um, they at least voice acted the the logs. The third one, they they yeah. third they, yeah. they voice acted um corruption, but she didn't. Sam's didn't talk, which yeah. made sense, which because number one. Going by the story, which a lot of y'all don't have good story comprehension, we're just gonna leave it at that. Um, <laughs> she don't talk to the Federation because she don't like them. She's a bounty hunter. She's not yeah. a cop. Yeah, and <laughs> she don't really like the Federation like that. Going by the lore, she don't really jive with them like that. They tried to tell that story in other M, but it kind of yeah. felt a little convoluted. But <laughs> basically, she They're don't holding really. Me back. She basically don't fully trust them because she know they on that BS. And at the time, they won't let her just mercilessly kill space pirates. <laughs> I mean, 
they proved it in corruption anyway because they ended up being cannon fodder the moment they landed. So yeah, <laughs> so there I mean, you go. It is what it is. But I mean, that's why I I I, I don't mind people talking, but like un- t- temper that shit, man. Yeah. Calm that, bring that down some. Especially if you don't know nothing about the game. So do you think it makes the anniversary, or or does it is it going to end up being a launch game for Temp Generation? Uh, it's probably gonna make the anniversary just because of COVID. If it wasn't because of COVID, yeah. it'd probably be they probably would have pushed it to um to the next and to be a so they'll have that big. It'll probably be it probably been on Switch and whatever they coming up with next. Because yeah. I really don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna deviate too much from the Switch because too many people like the idea of being able to carry their games anywhere with them. Um, so I don't I I don't think we're gonna get nothing crazy crazy like they normally do. This time around. Just because they 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 kind of got they they have their own little niche thing, I do think though we're probably gonna have a situation where I would not be surprised if Nintendo makes a standard home one and uh, one that you can carry everywhere with you. But yep. if that thing has anything with 4K chipsets in, and um, Shadow, you know this, they're gonna have to have a a a, a, a fan in it. Yeah, that's not gonna be. It's no. not gonna be. It's gonna have to have some kind of cooling system in it. Well, if they were going to do it, and like you suggest, like what you're talking about, and they were going to do a home version, then that might be the one that runs things at 4K. Yeah. But if they do like a portable uh, one that that links to a dock, like yeah, the current like switch, what we got now, yeah, then that so, might at max do 2K. I'm thinking yeah. the only way that this works is if you do the supplemental computing device, which is basically another switch dock. Um, yeah. That will come bundled as a new console or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. you, you, uh, it comes with the switch, and then you like the switch we have right now. And whenever you dock it, you can play in 4K. Um, but other than that, it's a normal switch on the go or what have you. Or um, it's actually one plus one, and then you literally have one switch that's capable of doing, you know, higher resolutions or what have you. But there's another switch console inside of the the actual dock itself that does work. So it, they work in tandem yeah. for um, when you when you play on the TV. But that sounds a little too complicated, especially over USB-C. So I, I think the best way for it to go is like one, the dock itself is a separate computing device and you hand it off once you take sure. it off the dock. Yeah, because I think that's that's what they're going to have to do just because everybody's talking about it. And, and, the, and the thing is, tablets now can do that. But like I've been telling people a lot, I'm like, your tablet and your phone can do it. Play that thing in 4K and see how fast your hand burn. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna, not gonna it's be. It's not a thing. conducive to that, so you have to turn it off. That's why, I like, with my phone and even with my tablet, I've turned that thing to 1080 and leave it at yeah. that. Because if I run even in 1080, if I play something too long, it'll start, it'll start getting hot. Yeah, the so. switch itself isn't even uh, like the 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 firmware in it obviously isn't perfect because I, I have several launch units but even even the the newer the new um 10101 uh that I, that I have it still has issues where if I'm playing a game on a dock for an extended period of time it may take a couple of minutes to spin down um to finish playing in in 720p um on dock so whenever I take I'll take it off the TV screen it's like oh you're not upscaling let me cool down let me spin this down let me let me um let me um, dial down the GPU or whatever, and 
it, it, it takes a while. Like that console will be literally burning and the fan is going like super, super hot for a while, like a good couple of minutes, unless I power it down myself and restart it. So if that's not even perfect on, you know, and this we're, but this is the fourth year of the system. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, they got a lot of kinks to work out if they want to plan on doing this across two separate systems, um, yeah. to make them work as one. So, but, uh, I do. Uh, side note, I kind of hope we get Red Steel and um, <laughs> uh, that would be fun. Uh, Conduit back, you know. That would be fun. Those videos. Yeah, but I, I don't think how that's Voltage is doing it, because usually when he says it, we get it in two years. <laughs> yeah. I think how Voltage is still doing job. They're they're doing. They're a jobber now. They're not really doing. If they're even still, if they're not defunct right now. They're still the doing grinder, just port jobs right now. Yeah, when Grinder didn't come up, when Grinder got canceled, I think that was their last thing. Yeah, that was the last shot is being independent. Yeah. I, so, I, I hate that too because they had some bangers, man. Yeah. They I had the tech. That, they had the ideas. They were ready. Yeah. Um, Conduit and Conduit 2, please. Just like No More Heroes 1 and 2, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Combo pack. Combo pack, yeah. <laughs> All right, people. So that's it for our first uh, episode of 2021. Leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think. What are you looking forward to in 2021? Uh, are you going to be taking your time trying to see uh, how these games going to be looking, or are you just going to buy and spend recklessly? Please say no. Um, <laughs> please don't. Yeah, please don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> but, There's too many old games to play this year. Like, I yeah. mean, from last year, like. Yeah, because I'm. Try- I still got a couple of them. I got to finish from last year because I do got to finish Future Connected and I do got to finish a couple of them. I'm still trying to get Cosmos to hell with you, Monolith, off of that, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, other stuff like that. But um, Andre, anything you want to pimp out before we get out of here? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I do have a uh, Why You Know game for a Castlevania RPG if people are interested, because that's a concept that I was. Oddly enough, that makes a lot of sense. That didn't happen. Like, why didn't this happen? Yeah, that is strange. Yeah, especially when we got a fighting game. Yeah, you got a fighting game for a mythological story before you get an RPG, which made no sense. And Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Two before that were borderline RPGs already. So yeah, but I was talking more of like a turn-based RPG. But oh, okay, okay, but that would work too. That happened. Yeah. But go ahead and listen to that. Uh, there's there's a little a lot of good detail in that, and it's not a very long video. Cool, cool. Uh, Shadow, anything you want to pimp out? Uh, the channel is reborn. They'll I may be streaming tonight. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, Shadowcast is incoming soon, so um, stay tuned. Uh, I will post on Twitter for updates and whatnot. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll see the tears there too because I'm um, I'm coming and I'm coming hard. So I hope. That a lot of people with large followings already uh, bring the tears. Uh, I feel a war coming. Yeah, war's coming. I'm just gonna grab some popcorn. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, oh, um, the gaming channel. If you guys haven't had a chance, you can go by and check that out. Please subscribe and all that. Smash the like. All the other good YouTuber stuff that we're supposed to say. Um, <laughs> yes. I am gonna be have some stuff. I'm gonna try to get back into live streaming. I do have some a couple things I have to do. Um, before I can probably do that on a regular basis schedule, I got some stuff I got to take care of work wise that is keeping me from doing that, um, currently, but as soon as I get that taken care of, uh, I'll try to get a schedule out of live streaming. I'll probably just be doing it on YouTube. I may try to do it on Facebook. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. 
Um, but yeah, d- don't worry. Live streaming will be coming um, to the gaming channel. So uh, I do have some videos up. I did a playthrough of the Double Dragon Neon game from 2012 from way forward. I did not expect them to punch Marion in the beginning. Um, whew, I was not expecting that, but they did that. Yay. Um, so Ninja Gaiden. It mm. needs to be coming. I, I need that to be coming because I'm pretty sure Ryu Hayabusa is coming to Smash. I'm still calling that one. So uh, be on the lookout because I am doing a Let's Talk for Sephiroth um, in Smash. Uh, hopefully I'll have that one out next week. Uh, may throw up some gameplay of Borderlands. And I may actually test out the streaming um, tomorrow. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Jay Fleming, I'll probably put something up letting you guys know. Um when that will be up so uh there's that but uh thanks for watching thanks for commenting thank you for supporting the channel uh share out like share all the other good stuff tell your friends we will be here for hopefully a long time to come so as always what kind of people hey. peace out <laughs> peace out everybody <laughs>